stay on brand with the that's right the beard and the glasses so how are you man how's things going uh things are going all right things are going well good 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 well i'm sure we'll i'm sure you know we'll get into it um as i've said with all my guests that all we want to do is just have a have a chat there's no format to it or anything and you can say what you want and obviously if there's things you don't want to talk about then just don't talk about them but we'll it's just more of an like a nice chat and we'll just we'll just talk about whatever we end up talking about you know sounds good uh yeah i'm i i uh yeah i uh i like five years ago i i came up with the uh the clever concept of man it's liberating to not have to like not have a secret so i'm a pretty open book i mean i mean the, the thing i found with this first of all hi friends we've done it again we've started the podcast like it's the joe rogan podcast where we've just started <laughs> chatting and um the trouble is if we do that and we don't start the podcast we end up getting gold that we just don't ever use so um hello everybody uh i'm talking to somebody now that i feel like i've known for a long time but this is the first time that we've actually spoken face to face please welcome dan the man harper uh it's so good to see you mate it really is it, it really is yeah we've, we've been friends for a while and never actually spoke no um if anybody has listened to to previous episodes i've spoken to robin uh who is a tea bagger i say in uh in uh <laughs> Um, in I was gonna say question marks. I mean, it should be question marks. <laughs> should be. Yeah, we we listen to a podcast called A Cup of Tea in the Chat, and the fans are called Tea Baggers. So let's get that out of the way. So that's the reason the Tea Baggers comes up, and we've got that out of the way. Um, now, Dan, you're a musician. I am. Now, is is that your actual profession as a musician? Yes. yes. Wonderful. So, how did that all start? Uh... I don't know anything else well enough to do it professionally. I, I started playing when I was seven and due to an abusive household, it became my escape. And so I just poured everything I had into it and there's nothing I know better. Really? And, and yeah. so are you a multi-instrumentalist? Is there one specific? No, I, I, I play drums. You're I a drummer. Drum. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, I, I tech and do stage production as well. Right. Okay. So how, I mean, I I, I tinker with instruments, which mm -hmm. sounds a lot dirtier than it, than it sure. should do. <laughs> sure. But the whole 10,000 hours thing, yes. um, would you say that that is like on point that is absolutely true that if you want to if you want to really master something you've got to put the work in if you do it correctly yeah practice doesn't make perfect perfect practice makes perfect nice i like that yeah yeah i had an old instructor who used to tell me that all the time you can practice all you want but if you practice it wrong it's not going to be right yeah so when it comes when it comes to i mean has it always been drums has it always been drums? yeah yeah, yeah I, I come from a long line of them. I play drums. My father played drums. My grandpa played drums. My grandma played drums. Like Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I came home and said, I want to play the drums, my grandpa said, who saw that coming? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, 
again, I've I've never. It's the, I think it's the same as like trying to fly a helicopter. A drummer has to do independent things with every limb of his body. Yeah, and it's all. I'm, I'm assuming it's all about rhythm. You've got to have rhythm to be able to be a drummer, surely. I, surely, yeah. Because I I can teach I can teach anybody to play the notes, but I can't teach everybody to make the music. Right. Does that also mean that you're a killer on the dance floor as well? Because you've got it's that rhythm. Actually, it's actually the opposite of that. Uh, Ruby, my my beautiful bride, is uh, she is a dancer. She's a, a, a trained dancer. And God love her. She's tried our whole relationship to get me to dance. And it, no. Really? It, no, we, we hear it differently. Okay. Uh, okay. And do you have a specific style of drumming that you like? A you know, specific kind of music? or? Uh, that changes daily. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I, I grew up, I grew up listening to like forties jazz. Why? And so I really have a soft spot for swing. I'm not very good at it, but I really have a soft spot for that. Uh, all the way up through, uh, I toured speed metal for several years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I mean, that's two different styles, but both are, I can imagine are about as, hard to do as i mean jazz it just seems to be where everybody in the band is playing something completely different for a start it always seems sometimes, to be with jazz sometimes yeah some sometimes it's very much flying by the seat of your pants yeah and it's it's that's great i love that yeah but speed metal is just balls to the wall madness yes they, <laughs> they are they are the 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 opposite ends of the spectrum on the same spectrum they're both massively intense and physically demanding on everything on listening on cueing on every just the same spectrum just polar opposites right so so in regards to mental health the one thing i've found over the last few weeks where i've had a bit of a dip um is that music can help but music mm -hmm. can also hinder as well depending yes. on what mood i'm in it can help me get through certain moments but it can also drag me down even oh, yeah. further. Oh yeah, it'll it'll send you right back there. So, but when you're playing, then mm -hmm. if, if you're going through a pretty bad time or whatever, mm -hmm. does it clear your head? Uh, for me, if I get in the zone, yes. There, there is. You know, athletes talk about getting into the zone, and it's almost meditative, right? your breathing changes, your heart rate drops, regarding you're so focused on listening that you almost forget you're, you're playing and you're just reacting. Mm. And so you don't have time to think about anything else. If you think about anything else other than what you're doing, it will, it will throw that off. Yeah. And you can't, you can't have that. But as a drummer, cause like most, most drummers are normally set back from the stage yeah. Do do you you can still feed off the crowd? I'm assuming, even though you're you're behind a load of drums and you know set back. There are two. There, if you go to a concert, there are two absolute best seats in the house. One of them is right in front of the soundboard, because every literally everything on that stage is pointed at that booth. Right. And the other is behind the drum kit. Really. Because I get to not only watch the show, but I get to watch the audience as well. Right. Okay. 
that makes and that will clear your head yeah that makes perfect sense so so the big question again i've i've had this thing and the very first episode uh which i called the happy mask and the fact that you know you've got a gig or a show at the end of the day yep. and you know you're not feeling 100% and i've I had this many many times people yep, that i've sung it. people that i've sung for would have no idea right because you have to you put this mask on how do you deal with it how how is it the fact that you know that as soon as you start singing or playing you're going to be fine you 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 know your mind's going to be taken over is it hard for you to do that uh it's I'm fine. I'm 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 messed up in the head until I sit down. Right. Once I sit down behind the drums, I know I have a job to do, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well. I'm going to do it great. And like you said, no one out there is going to have a, a clue that I'm going through whatever. Right. But I don't want to be there. And as no. soon as I stop playing, like in between songs, sticks will go down. My head will go down. I, I don't want to be here. I, next, okay, here yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. And, and how how do you how do you deal with that during a day then? Because, like you say, you've got a gig to go to tonight, haven't you, or or later on? Yeah. Do you try and do things during the day to fill your day up so that you aren't really thinking about it, or is it a constant ticking clock? Because that's what I tend to find. I'll try and relax, and I'll keep looking at the clock, thinking four hours till I got to leave then three hours till I got to leave. And you're basically counting down every minute. Yeah. I, 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 today I had to run an errand and I ran it this morning and I came home and I have literally done not much of anything. Just dreading going. Yeah. Just, I don't want to, I haven't loaded out yet. I, I no, I don't, I don't want to do it. And I, that's where I find I procrastinate the most. Right. I, I just don't want to. Yeah. And there and then, are, on the other end, there are days I'll have a gig at seven o'clock and I'll be loaded up by noon, ready to go. Like, let's get this, let's do this. Mm. It's not one of those days. No. And it, it it's not the job that's making you feel like that. Or is it, or is it, is it other things going on that's making you feel like that? No, today it's just the job. Right. Today it's just I I know what I'm walking into and it's not going to be fun, and I'm going to have to manhandle it and it's not it's not going to be pretty and I don't want to do I don't like doing that. It's not fun. No, but I, I'm assuming that every gig isn't isn't like that. No. 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 But there, you know, there are one or two a month that'll do that. Yeah. I I mean I must admit I'm I'm in the. I'm in the position now where I'm I'm sort of winding down doing mm -hmm. my singing right. Main, mainly because I don't want to be like the joke in the corner of the the pub or club where people right. are thinking oh my god look at this guy he's like nearly 60 and he's he's trying to sing Harry Styles songs what the hell is that so I'd, I'd rather people laugh with me than laugh at me or or you know and I, I don't want to be that person so I'm right. trying to just play places that I will enjoy playing and that I know like right. what I do, right? But there have definitely been times in where you walk into a place and you know this isn't going to be fun instantly. This is going to be like pulling teeth. This is yeah. going to be hard, hard work. Yeah, the whole vibe of the room is harsh. Yeah, yeah, and there's no, there's not really anything you can do about that until you get there, and yeah. you, and you think right, I'm and I'm the same as you. It doesn't matter whether I'm playing to two people or two hundred people. 
I'll right. do the best I can do. Oh, yeah. I'll, and the trouble I'll, is... I'll, I'll play better for the two people. <laughs> yeah. I want them to tell their friends, you won't believe what you missed. Yes, exactly. You try harder because... And it's the same as if you're playing in front of a packed crowd, but you can see maybe a table that are like not interested. I'm yes. not worried about the 95% that are having a great time. I no, want to no, see that table. Yeah, I want to see those guys tapping their feet. And as soon as I know yeah. that, I think right, yeah. okay, I've, I've sort of. Oh yeah, and I'll uh, spiral out of control until I get them. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, becomes, oh, yeah. it becomes a quest in the end, doesn't it? It's like oh, yeah. I'm gonna oh, yeah. get you, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you will be mine. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, as as a drummer, then who's the drummers that you admire? Oh wow. Uh I go a little off the path, you know, the gold standard is Neil Peart is God, you know, the drummer for Rush is God, but if he's God, then Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater is Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I like, I love Stuart Copeland. I love Vinny. I love, I like a lot of the people that play with Sting. Sting seems oh, to right. play really, really great drummers. Uh, I like Joey Jordison of Slipknot is really fun. Uh, what's her name? Sarah. Sarah something who plays for Harry Styles. She's, oh, a right. hoot. She's a hoot to watch. Okay. She's got a great Instagram. You want to follow her? Right. She, it's nothing but her either walking to the stage or walking from the stage, just having the time of her life. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. So if they're God and Jesus Christ... Who would yeah. you say is the devil of drums? Oh, yeah. I'll go Buddy Rich. Wow. Okay. I'll go Buddy Rich. Yeah. Because I prefer, from the from a swing standpoint, I prefer Gene Krupa over Buddy Rich. But Buddy Rich gets all the credit. Right. One thing that struck me, I was doing some research for a, a top 10 that we were doing not long ago. And I came across the the, the footage of Karen Carpenter as a drummer. Yeah. God, I didn't realize what a good drummer she was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if there's one person that had like pretty much all of it, you know, an amazing voice. Yeah. But she was singing and playing the drums. I thought, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I never realized, never realized at all. <laughs> um. So when, so when it comes to well, their own demons. Yeah. Exactly. When it comes to um, sort of day to day dealing with your mental health. Mm -hmm. Um. Do you, what kind of things do you do? Like I say, mine's the big black bear. So what kind of things do you do to sort of keep the big black bear at bay? Or or is it is it kind of always there, just sort of like mulling along? Uh, mine is always mine is always just just out of reach, right? Until he's not. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I grew up in a house uh, with tons of abuse physical abuse verbal abuse sexual abuse all of it so i have a lot of trust issues and i had a lot of anger issues obviously mm. <clears throat> hitting things with sticks really helps i was a gonna lot. say uh, is that is that where the drumming love for drumming comes that's that's, that's certainly helped yeah, yeah. uh and then I, again right about a year before the pandemic I, out of nowhere, it shocked even my wife, even. I want to meditate. I want to learn that. And so I started doing that while I was waiting to pick up my kids. I would right. be sitting in the car and I had 15 minutes and I would just meditate in the car. 
And that has helped me keep it, keep the, keep the demon out of my head. That's, that's the big one for me. I, I really have to stop and think and I have to force myself because I'm very reactionary. So I have to force myself to stop and think for a sec. Okay. This is nothing. This is nothing. We're just going to keep going on with our day. Yeah. So how did otherwise you... I, 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 I get, I get loud. Yeah. Cause the one thing I, I am fascinated since starting this and since um, sort of looking into the mental health and depression, it's the whole, it is the whole thing of uh, spirituality or, or whatever, but, but see, I, I don't know how to say, how do I say this? It's it's like, I don't understand, I don't understand or I don't know whether stuff like uh, what you were just talking about actually would, would work on me. Mm-hmm. How, how did you learn how to do it? Uh, I, I, uh, I started listening to a podcast. <laughs> That's the answer to everything. <laughs> uh, it's the answer to everything. It's a podcast for everything. Uh, and I, I found one called Buddhist Boot Camp. And uh, the guy kind of annoyed me for a minute. But then I, uh, but he got me to start to start doing yoga. Okay. Which I wanted to do because my joints are stiff after 40 years. Like I, I needed to stretch really good. And I found this, this, this wonderful lady who would do just that. You know, she wasn't all about fast flow. And she was like, oh, I'm going to put you in a pretzel mode and you're going to hold that for a minute. You're (laughs) going to feel that, that, but it taught me how to breathe outside of playing the drums so i i got to control my breathing which was good and then uh she pointed me toward toward an app called the insight timer and i found a a woman on there named liza and she does guided meditation and she talks you through it this is day one this is what we're gonna do and that's all you need to do and they started out at like six minutes so they were short, they were sweet, taught me what I needed to do. And then I, I, I read a book called The Untethered Soul, because I'm not a religious person. I've had enough shit in my life that I, sorry, yeah. I'm out. So I, I found this book and the first half of the book is all about how to control the thought in your head. And it's just, don't not think it. You're going to think it. We yeah. all think it. Just acknowledge that you've thought it. I've had this thought. Okay. And you move on to the next one. Don't beat yourself up. Because a lot of the depression I was having brought along existential guilt. Oh, right. Whether I was I was letting someone down or I wasn't going to be good enough, or I wasn't going to be able to get that done, or just whatever. Have that thought. Have it. Acknowledge you've had, okay, yeah, I feel like shit. Okay. But the world keeps moving. Mm-hmm. A minute from now, you, you're going to think something else equally as wacky. So you can't have them build up, because then you're screwed. I mean, I completely agree with that whole thing about feeling like you're letting people down. I was talking to somebody today about that very thing. Yep. And 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 they said the same thing that so many people have said to me is like you're thinking that and you're getting yourself in such a uh in such a mess when yeah. 
Other people don't think that at all. Right. Nobody thinks that you've let anybody down. It's yeah. only you that thinks that you've let yeah. other people down. Everybody else is in your corner. Everybody else is rooting for you. Yeah. yeah. Ruby says all the time, this is not a you problem. Yeah. And I, and then I start thinking, well, does that make that? Am I a narcissist then? Because I'm thinking that like every it's me, 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 me. No, you're depressed and feeling guilty. Exactly. That's exactly it's, what it is. Simple as that. But see, acknowledge that. Oh, fuck. It's the bear. Hi, bear. How are you? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll see you in a week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I kind of feel that that's the thing is, is not to, not to fear that the bear's there is right. to almost try and make him one of your best friends. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I firmly believe that because with the things that I have, I have had to fight through i know it's not going away that's it's part of me mm. so all i can do is spend the rest of my life breaking that cycle yeah so i'm not going to get rid of that it's never going away mm. hi how are you I'll yeah see you next week yeah so the, th yeah. the the things that have happened like to you in your past and all the all mm -hmm. the bad stuff mm -hmm. do you feel that like if that did go away then, then part of who you are is lost. Yes, but not not in a negative way. Right. I, you know, I, again, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. I've spent my entire life breaking cycles. I don't want to deal with that. I have three lovely children. I never want you to experience anything like that. No. So we're going to break that cycle. And God love my beautiful wife. Same thing. We grew up in the same neighborhood, dealt with a lot of the same things. We're on the same page. They're never going to deal with that. They'll never know what that feels like. No. Okay. So if I didn't experience those things, I almost wouldn't know what to protect them from. That's a great point. Yeah. You know, I, I can, I can not only tell you, you know, I have a, 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 an 11 year old daughter who's starting to find her identity and her own, her own clothing style. I can not only tell you why I'm not going to let you wear that out of the house, but I can tell you why. Yes. And this is, I know you're not going to understand and you can hate me for it, but you'll thank me for it later. Yeah, I mean, I mean, wait until they're twenty five and you see the stuff that they go out in, and you think, well, I can't do anything about it now. <laughs> That's twenty five. <laughs> All I can do then is hope. Hope I taught you well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've had it where some of my daughters have come to my gigs, and you see the way that they dance, and you think, oh my god, I just feel so old. <laughs> I've got no control over them whatsoever. I, um, Ruby and I got together in nineteen ninety, in high school, and. I remember vividly. I loved her from the moment I saw her. Really? And she was, she's just gorgeous. She's just gorgeous. And she was a dancer. And as a, as a drummer, that was really appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I've watched her dance all the ways, all yeah. the different ways. <laughs> and my daughter, God love her, is a spitting image of her mother. I'm so screwed. <laughs> I'm so screwed. Yes, you are. <laughs> But again, like you say, all you can do is is lay down a path for them, isn't it? And you and that they they go off. But you, like you say, the things that you've been through, 
you know that you don't want your kids to go through things like that. And all you can do is, is give them the wisdom that you've got and the wisdom that you've learned. Yes. Yes. All I, all I can do is give you a great foundation and I can give you my foundation and my, my lovely bride is far more, far smarter than I am. And she's a female, so she can give her that whole perspective. And after that, yeah, and I'm here. I'm here when shit goes bananas. Exactly, and that, <laughs> and in the end, I think that's the only thing you can do as a an adult when you've got um, older, maybe like adult children, if you like, yeah. is yeah. be there to pick up the pieces when things go wrong. Yeah, because I, I always thought that when my kids were going to be after being teenagers, I thought it's going to be easy because they got their own lives. They can go. I worry about them more now than I ever did when they were living at home. Because oh. at least when they were living at home, I knew where they were. I knew what they were doing. Yeah. I could protect them from corners of tables and falling yeah. downstairs. Now they're out and about doing God knows what. And you're helpless, you know? Yeah. There are yeah. times when they'll say, we had a great night last night, Dad. I said, did you? And they'll start to say, I don't want to know. Please don't <laughs> tell me what you got up to. You're home, you're safe. That's all I care about. Right. And that's like my, my kids, like I did all my touring and all of all my really big stuff long before that. Yeah. And so they've never seen that. No, they've heard tales of it. They've never and seen that, dad as a party animal, have they? And a rock no, star. No. no. And and not even like I, I tech for, for a, a group and we're getting ready to go out on the road and we're doing, you know, 1100 seat theaters. They've never seen that side either. Right. So to me, dad, you know, to them, dad's just uh, you and your damn drums. Uh, <laughs> uh. So I'm, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of taking my oldest boy. He's 14 and be like, okay, you're going to come spend the day with me and see what I do. Yeah. Because it's going to change the way you look at things. I think, yeah. I hope. Yeah. Do, do any of your kids like, are they interested in music? Do they want to, do they want to take the drum sticks up and no, no. And does that does that break your heart a little bit, or are you quite happy with that? You know what broke my heart? I'll tell you. Make sure she's not around. What broke my heart is last year my daughter comes in, Dad, I want to play the drums, and I was all, "You're gonna win the drums. You're gonna win at school. I'm yeah, gonna. Yeah, yeah. You're the winner." And then, like a week later, she comes back and says, "Dad, all my friends are playing the flute. I want to play the flute." Oh no! It's just like. Oh. And then, okay. and then okay. you, can, you can hear the heartbreak with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You just see me like like a Bugs Bunny cartoon just shattered. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. Oh dear. So um you, you the whole thing with the meditating then. Um mm -hmm. would would you recommend that uh, as a as a coping mechanism then? Because I'm seriously thinking of doing it, but like I say, I'm not religious as well. But I always right. look at meditating is sort of like meditating is a little bit hippie, is spiritualized. It, it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but that but I always you know, I always think of it as like that, you know? Yeah. And I'm I'm, I, I'm sure it's not that. No, and it's it's it I find it very personal, you know, because the right. way that I do it is not the way that, that somebody else does it. Uh like I do it in the car of all places you know i don't sit on a cushion or get all me about it I, I sit in the car right uh 
I would absolutely recommend it and start slow. Like, like I said, I'll send you a, a link to the, to the lady that I use. Okay. Uh, there's seven minutes. It's easy. It's, you can, you know, you can stop on your walk and just, it's quiet. It's, it's just me time. Okay, good. Okay. And the other thing that I, that, that, that we have found that worked and I find really helps me is I get up before everyone else. Okay. I get up and the house is quiet. Right. Before the, you know, the business of got to get to work and got to get to school and got to blah, 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 blah. No, I get up 15 minutes, have a cup of coffee, pet the cat. Quiet. And do you think that's a, that's a key as well to a, having a good day is just having that, that little quiet time. It's a key to a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't really think then I just sit and enjoy the quiet because with three kids in the house, it's chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quiet for a minute and I'm going to enjoy the quiet and drink my coffee. Especially with the job that you have where it's, yeah. it's nothing but full on noise. My, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that, that, my neighbors all have to learn, you know, and my job is very, very loud, mm. very loud. So when I come home, I want quiet, just like you do. I, yeah. mm, mm. And is it but easy? I, yeah, but it, so I turn the TV up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is it easy to get that quiet though? Uh, yeah. 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 Then, you know, they, I get up early. Every, yeah. I, make, I make that choice to get up early to to afford myself that right what's your so after a gig you've had a great gig what's yeah. normally your process to unwind at the end of a because again my problem i have especially if it's been a good a good night the adrenaline starts to subside when you by the time i've got home yeah and that's when i tend to like that's when i tend to have my drug which is food it's food yeah, yeah. because I, I, I love swinging through McDonald's at midnight. There's nothing. That's the, that's the trouble. And and right? I just I just wondered with you what what do you do to try and unwind um, after a good after any kind of gig, whether it's good or bad. Uh, my gigs, I tend to I tend to get gigs that are kind of a distance that are you know an hour away, an hour and a half away, and so I have a long drive. Right. And I don't listen to music. Right. Yeah, it's, that makes sense. It's quiet the whole way home. And then there's there are two McDonald's by my house, uh, and it usually puts me home about two thirty, and so the line is too long, and I won't go because I'm I'm not going to wait that long. It's not that good. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I come home, and I have a cigarette because I smoke like a freight train, uh, and then I go to bed. Oh, I really? Don't, I don't sit up i go to bed i've just run 10 miles yeah so i go to bed I, I don't i'm not turning the tv on i'm not any of that i'm going to bed that's my 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 other choice right I, I i make the choice to go to bed so i don't turn the tv on or i don't Get get your phone out or anything like that. Right. It's, no, no. No, no. I, no. I come in, it gets put by the door, and I go to bed. Right. 
I mean, I'm lucky in the, the, the town that I live in, our McDonald's closes at midnight. So oh, by the time like, I'm done and ready, that because it would be too much of a temptation that if it was a 24-hour yeah. one, oh, yeah. let's just pop there and get a fillet of fish. Let's just go. Yeah. Let's just go. Yeah. It'd, be too, it'd be too bad. Yeah. It genuinely is. Um, so in, in and regards, I take protein bars. That's, see, now that's something that I've started doing is having a couple of protein bars in the car. Yeah. So yeah. then I can have that on the as I'm going home. Yeah. So it sort of it, it it takes the edge off an appetite when I get home. So I just go try and go glass of water straight up to bed. What, what do you drink? What do you what do you what do you drink? Just water. Oh yeah, see, I can't do that. Yeah, and and, and the trouble is, yeah, because I'm I'm I I don't drink anyway. Right. So I'm not I'm, I'm not a drinker, and I don't I and having things like Coca Cola or Pepsi. Right. As a singer, the last thing right. I want to do is be singing a great song and then burp halfway through it. You know, <laughs> it just ruins the mood on so many songs. It just doesn't. I mean, some songs, that, yeah, some songs it might work. Some songs it just doesn't. So I tend to drink, but I have a big one of those big gallon um, right. bottles, and I just chug my way through that. Again, right. the trouble is, uh, in my advancing years, the bladder is not as strong as it used to be. Ooh, no. And I and I sing for three hours without a break. That's what oh, I tend yeah. to do. So yeah. there are times when it gets to like two and a quarter hours. I think I seriously need a piss. Yeah, um, yeah. I either have to hold it in, or I have to say to people, "I'm terribly sorry. Please yeah. bear with me for a minute." And then I run through, have a have a whiz, right. and come back. But it's just one no. of those. That I, that I'm not. I'm not pissing myself on stage for anybody. I'm yeah, no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not in the black eyed peas. No, they, exactly. <laughs> they don't pay me enough for me to no. do that. I mean, if they no. want to, they if they want to pay me no. enough, they can. Um. So as sort of like coming to the end, the question I want to ask everybody from now on. Sure. was a question that I asked somebody in the first episode. Uh, no, it was the third episode, I think it was. If you um, if you could go back and see your 10-year-old self and uh, tell him one thing, what would you tell him? 10-year-old self? Yeah. Wow. It's going to get better. Yeah. It gets, it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets much worse. But it gets better. The yeah. world the world keeps going and you're going to go through hell. But it gets better. Do you think your 10-year-old self would understand what you no. mean? No. no. Not a clue. No, because I you know, I making the life that we have from where my wife and I came from it that doesn't happen that doesn't happen we've busted our asses to get here and no no I remember being 30 and doing my first real life all around the country corporate sponsorship I'm in a tour bus my first legitimate tour and laying in my bed going, what now? Now what? You've worked your whole life for this. Now what? Mm. And which sends you into that spiral again, you know? So the idea of actually succeeding at it, I would have never, I couldn't fathom that. I, 
I had too many people telling me I couldn't do it. Yeah. What's so, so special about you? What do you do the following, like the following day when you've had that realization that like, this is it. This is what I've dreamed about. Yeah. What, what do I do now? So what, what, what next? I, I went to practice. Right. That's that all I, all, all we could do was keep pushing forward. We finally had the support behind us and we had some success. Yeah. We just kept pushing forward and the next, the next tour bombed. It really? just bombed. And I take it you weren't expecting it to bomb. No, I, no, we were riding high, riding high. We just, wow. We were gone for 10 weeks, one over every audience. Life was good. And we show up at this theater in Champaign, Illinois. And we show up and it holds 3,000 people. And there are exactly seven in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly seven. Yeah. And was there a reason for that kind of drop off or... Uh, well, part of it was the venue that, you know, that there were several big shows that week and we were the lowest name on the, on the, oh, we can go see this person, this person or them. Right. And so people didn't show up. So with that, yeah, did when you had that feeling of, oh my God, this is it. Did that make you appreciate that moment more or did that make you think oh, for fuck's sake we sort of had it at that point oh it was devastating it was devastating there were there were two shows that broke me and one was that was that one and one was we got an invitation to open for metallica and they saw us playing in the parking lot we were hired to play by the radio station to play in the parking lot right and there, some of their people saw us and and thought we were we were great, which is great because we only played forty five seconds. Wow! And the power went out, and I was devastated. I was devastated. I was like, "This is it. This is it." And and it was and I was done. I I literally climbed off the back of the stage and cried. Oh I was God. devastated. And then you know, knock on wood do the work and showed up to practice the next day. And three weeks later, we got to go out with them for two weeks to prepare ourselves to go out with Slayer for six months. Oh, right. So it, I don't, I don't know how to deal with things mm. other than, other than to just keep moving. Despite whatever happened yesterday, I have to get through tomorrow. Right. I, I don't know. I just keep pushing. Yeah. Are you? Do you believe in? See, I'm not sure whether I believe in fate and the fact that everything happens for a reason to get you to where you are today. Do you believe that? No. No. I right. believe in karma. Karma. I I have experienced karma. Right. Uh, but I don't know that fate has anything to do with it. I I've seen too many. Too many good people fail. Right. And I've seen too many terrible people succeed. Yes. <laughs> Just on every front, you know, you have no business doing that. You and I both know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, final question. It's sure. it's the second part of uh, that last question. If the seventy-five-year-old you could come back and see you now, yeah, what do you hope he will say to you? Well done. Well done. You finally got shit together. Yay. <laughs> and finally, because I mean, look, I, my biggest, my my biggest accomplishment, my proudest thing is is my family hmm. and and we've been together a long time and i i love her to pieces there's no one in the world i would rather see more than her yeah and when we have three beautiful kids that's you know once i pulled my head out of my ass you know what i'm going to tell you something that no one ever told me and i tell my kids this a lot it's okay to be happy. Mm. Nobody ever told me that. Right. No one ever told me that. It is perfectly okay to be happy. It's it's weird that, isn't it? Because like I've had over the last couple of weeks, I've had so many people say to me, like, it's absolutely fine to cry. You got no there's you know, don't feel guilty to cry. Cause I always call myself a pussy because I cry at anything. And they say there's there's nothing wrong with that. But on the same, the flip of the same coin is there's nothing yeah. wrong with actually being happy and being right. happy with your with your lot and with with what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, the situation blows. Mm. The situation blows. But life's good, man. I got, you know, life's life's pretty good. This moment sucks. Acknowledge this moment sucks and move on. Yeah. Oh, see that's why you are the man. You know? No. <laughs> no, you no. Look, in serious, you know, serious. I I'm very proud of you for doing this podcast in particular. That's very because kind. you you have you've had the psychologist on. Uh, you've had uh, other people talk about their their experiences, but to just have a normal conversation to normalize the fact that we're all fucked up. Yeah, every one of us is fucked up. Yeah. Even the people that think that they're not are Even the people up. that think yeah. that they're the most fucked up. I completely agree. Completely agree. That's a huge that's a huge thing. And I think you should be commended for that. Well, that's very kind of you. And look, if if this podcast finishes after this episode, the one thing that I'm happy about <laughs> is the fact that we finally got to talk, maybe virtually, maybe on Zoom, right. but we got to talk face to face. That's right. Because I, I, very happy about that. You're one of you're one of the 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 tea baggers, and I you know people that don't know the content. Anyway, that that I feel like we've we've had a connection right from the start. You know, yeah. we've we've always I think looked out for each other, and we've always there's always been that little kind of a a bromance, if you like. Yeah, and, and we have that same cheeky sense of humor. I feel so. so. Yeah, yeah. I feel so, and I and I I genuinely feel, but I can't wait for the day when we can have a bit of a bro hug. You know. You know, it's you, I, rumor has it you're coming in April to um, the states. We are. We're going to. Uh, we're going to America's penis. We're going to Florida. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and I, the, the rumor has it, people are coming to meet you. A few people are apparently. Yeah. Yeah, and I am going to be on tour that week. Are you? I yes. I I won't sadly be able to make it. I will be in Chicago that weekend. Well, so. I, I've I've made it a mission that if I ever win the lottery. 
right? Yeah, yeah. I am going to buy a load of plane tickets and I'm going round to certain people and not <laughs> going to tell them that I'm turning up. I'm going to find their address and just knock on the door and say, hey, how you doing? Buddy, I got an extra room. It's yours anytime you show up. Awesome. That would be absolutely awesome. Um, Dan, it uh, genuinely has just been a pleasure to talk to you, mate. It really has. Um, and I'm sure we can do this all again. Let's do, let's do, let's do a part two. Whenever you're ready. Awesome. Whenever you're ready. Awesome. Let me just go through all this gump I've got to read out. Um, if you want to get in touch, please email bigblackbearpod at gmail.com. All the links to Spotify, Apple, and all of that stuff is in the show notes. Uh, same with social media, all those links. And uh, if you enjoyed the pod, but you need some urgent help now, in the UK, call the Samaritans on 116123. In the USA, it's 1-800-273-8255. That's 273-TALK or the US suicide hotline on 988. So once again, Dan, the man. It's great. Have a wonderful gig. Hey, Sean. <laughs> And I'm, uh, now, now, now I'm all hyped up and ready to go. So that's thanks. it. You're ready to hit something, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that's you, buddy. It. Thank you. Bye, friends.